Uh, we're in the second week of this series called Time of Your Life. And, and last week, uh, Josh got us kicked off in the series talking about this very subject of time. And, and we shared a video from popular pastor and author Andy Stanley that really helped get us started in this subject of time of your life, what it means uh, to make the very most of your time. And we began last week with this kind of unsettling truth, um, this, that we all have, you and I have, we have limited time. Uh, we have limited time. And I know that's real uplifting news. Welcome to Genesis Church this morning. Great way to start the new year here. But, but it's true, and, and you know it, that every single one of us has limited time. We all have a start date, and we have an end date, and therefore we have a certain number of days in between that we get to live here on this earth. And the tricky part is that you know, or hopefully know, or have a good idea of when your birth date took place, your start date, but you don't have such a good idea about when that end date is going to come along for you. But we all know, you and I, we have limited time. And so we spent some time in Psalm chapter 90 last week, and, and I want to look at a verse from there this morning, a verse that we'll spend some time with uh, here today right at the beginning, but a verse that we'll refer to over the next couple of weeks. But for those of you uh, who to choose to take this subject seriously, this idea that we all have limited time trying to make the most of it, I, I really believe that like Moses here in Psalm 90, Psalm 90 verse 12 can be a prayer for you and I, a, a prayer that we can pray even today. Uh, Psalm 90, verse 12, uh, Moses writes this, Teach us to number our days aright. He's praying a pray here, prayer here. God, teach us to number our days aright. Teach me to live as if my days are numbered, that I have limited time, that we, that I, may gain a heart of wisdom. God, teach me to number my days in such a way of realizing that I have a limited amount of time, but that you give me wisdom in that so that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Now, what does this mean to, to have this heart of wisdom? Uh, it, it's living as if our days are numbered, you know. And, and when we do that, when we realize that, when we wise up to that truth, um, you and I, we're going to make better decisions, right? Uh, you're going to make better decisions in your life. You're going to spend less time doing the stupid things. You're going to spend less time in the less significant things. And you're going to spend time doing the things that really matter. We're going to invest our time, our life into certain priorities. And, and when you know that your days are numbered, um, you're going to make, I'm going to make the most of my time, of your time. And so that's kind of a quick review of what we talked about last week and what we're going to do over these next few weeks. But today I want to talk with you about something very practical, uh, just very practical. I want to talk with you something uh, about something specifically, uh, this first step that I believe that you and I need to take if we're going to get the very most out of our time. And I want to share with you a very important principle, a simple principle, uh, something that I've learned, something that I, I've been thinking about over the past couple of weeks. But it's a principle that is so important that we can read about it in both the Old Testament and we can read about it in the New Testament too. Uh, but before we look at our Bibles, uh, I thought it would be kind of fun to try and illustrate this principle to you. And, and I know that some of you have probably seen this illustration done in a number of different ways before, but, but I think it's important. I think it applies, and I had never seen it before until the other day. And so if I hadn't seen it, I'm just trusting that maybe some of you haven't seen it either. But here's what I want to do. I want you, if you can, to use your imagination and just suppose for a moment that this bowl here, this bowl, this jar full of pebbles, that this represents your time. All right, and, and for you, that can mean your day, it can mean your, your week, uh, your month, it can mean a year, it can mean your lifetime. The, the same illustration applies no matter the situation, but, but this bowl, this jar it is your life. And, and if you will, allow all of these little pebbles in here to represent what you do with your time. Uh, these are the less significant things. They're, they're, they might be cool, they're things that we really enjoy, but if we're honest, 
we know and we realize that in the, the course of all things, in the picture, grand picture of all things, they're really not quite that important. Uh, but we like to do that. And so for you, uh, these pebbles, in fact, all of these pebbles might represent Facebook for some of you. Because that's like all you do. It's just like anything and everything. Facebook, if it happens, you're posting it, you're writing it, you do whatever you got to do. Uh, but maybe for you, this, this is Facebook. Uh, maybe for you, it's um, staying out late. Uh, maybe for you, this is time spent on the internet. Maybe for you, these pebbles represent uh, TV, you know, reality television, dancing with the stars. You know, The Bachelor starts this week. You know, anything and everything, you know, or, or starts next week, I think. I don't think it's this week. But, uh, you know, so these pebbles, they represent things. They're not quite as important. You're not really wanting to give them up, but you just know, okay, I spent a lot of time doing this, but they're not quite as important as the big things. Now, I'd like you to just use your imagination again, and let's just suppose that these big rocks uh, represent the important things, okay? These are the big rocks. These are the things that ought to be our priority. And and so for you, and maybe you're sitting next to them right now, you know, this big rock represents your kids, all right? You know, they're a priority, right? And and maybe for you, this, this big rock represents your spouse or Maybe that's not fair. Maybe you need to make sure it's a small rock so you don't get in trouble. Uh, And so this rock represents your spouse. uh, And then exercise is important to you, so you find time for that in your life. Uh, You know that your parents are important to you. They're only going to be around so long. And so you put that into your life. You've got uh, exercise again. You've got school. uh, Hopefully uh, work for some of you. Hopefully God fits in there somewhere or faith. And so you've got all these things that you're trying to make room for them with your life, with all of your time. But isn't this just kind of what life looks like once in a while, right? That we all have limited time. There are only so many minutes to every day. And we've got all these things demanding our time, demanding our attention. And we're just doing everything that we can to cram some of these things that are really important, some of these things that are not so important into our life with our time. And it just doesn't seem like we can get it all done. You know, things just get so crazy, we can't get it all accomplished. There isn't enough time, there's not enough room to make it all work. And and then, you know what happens? Life happens. You know, and life takes over and you get into the routine and things come up that you don't expect and circumstances take place. And then this really gets crazy. And, and, And before you know it, as time goes, and if you don't pay attention to it, if you don't do a good job of maintaining your priorities, you know, before you realize that your kids are growing up, they're out of the house and, and you start looking back thinking, I wish I'd have spent more time with my kids. I wish I'd have spent more time going to their games, their events and all of those different things. And so this is kind of what results, and we just kind of wish that we could get more time. I wish I could add more minutes to the day, but, well, that's basically impossible. We all know that. But, but here's what I want to illustrate this morning. And, and really, it's the whole point of this message today, and even really this series for matter, that it doesn't have to be about trying to find more minutes. It doesn't have to be about trying to make more time or to find another day in the week, another hour in the day. But but the truth is that if we're willing uh, to prioritize, if we're willing to put things into our life, to make room in our life for the things that are really most important, and, and here, I just want to show you what's going to happen here that what we'll find with our life is this, that not only are we making room, are we setting aside our best time for what's most important, but even in the midst of all of that, that we will find that there are things that, again, we like to do that maybe aren't quite as important, that aren't quite as significant, but now watch this. There can still be room for it all. Magic. Isn't that amazing? I didn't spill any of them either. Uh, Here's what I want to show you this morning, that priority means everything prioritizing means everything. And here's a simple principle that I learned and Andy Stanley talks about and I just want to share with you this morning is that priority determines capacity. 
your priorities, what you choose and set to be the priorities of your life, priority determines capacity. Your priorities determines your capacity. You know, what you make your prior, priorities will determine what you're able to get out of this life. And the key to getting more done is not about trying to find more time. And again, it's not trying to, about trying to find another hour in the day or another day in the week. The key to getting done what needs to get done and accomplished in your life it's about prioritizing. It's prioritizing correctly. Now, the crazy thing is this. Um, you already know this. You, you and I already know this to be true, right? Um, I didn't need to say it this morning. We all know that it comes down to prioritizing. Uh, we all know, um, you know what we ought to do, what we ought to spend our best time investing in. But if we know it, why don't we do it? I mean, why do I slip in this? Why do I fail in this? Why, why do you lose track? Why do you lose focus in, in making sure that your priorities uh, come first? You know, this might be the take-home for you today, all right? Maybe this is the assignment for you this January 2nd as we begin this new year and as we get ready for the next week is to ask yourself a couple of questions. The first one is this, what are the most important priorities in my life? What are the big rocks in my life? Uh, the things that I'm responsible for that I need to be, pay attention to. And maybe it's school and maybe it's work for you. But there's another question. Not only what are the most important priorities in my life, but who are the most important people in my life? Uh, who are the most important priorities in my life? The things that I need to pay attention to. Uh, and so if you have children, they're deserving. Uh, if, you are, if you're married, uh, they're deserving. If you've got parents... You know, you've got a sibling, they're deserving or could be deserving of the best of your time. And so you have to start here. You know, as you think about your priorities and getting things right, you have to ask yourself, what is the most important? You know, what am I responsible for? Whether it be my work or for my health, you're responsible for your health. Uh, Who is the most important? I mean, I know this, that when it comes to my children, um, I am the best, I am the most qualified at being the father to my kids. Uh, And so they are deserving of the best of my time. I know that with my spouse, with my wife, uh, that she is the most deserving. And therefore, I'm the only one that can be her husband. You know, and she deserves the very best of of my time. She deserves to be one of my priorities. And and same is true for you. But the problem is, is that we spend way too much time in the less significant things. We fail to prioritize. We, we fail to keep it all in check. And, and so we don't prioritize cor- correctly. We, we waste too much time on the things that don't really matter. But priority determines capacity. Now, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Because if you're looking at this this morning thinking, wow, I've really screwed all of this up. I mean, my life is a mess. And, and the example that we showed here of everything just trying to get jammed into your life, you're like, yeah, that's me. I, mean, I can't even get every rock you know, onto the rim of the bowl. Well, you can start over. I mean, that's a great thing. I mean, you can make a decision this morning to take a new step and say, you know what, I want to get this fixed. But maybe you're like, you know what? No, you have no idea. You don't know what my life looks like. It, it, it's full of junk. I mean, I've really messed this up. Well, hey, here's the great first step for you. Quit whining about it, you know, and, and make a decision this morning of, hey, I, I want to see if I can get this fixed. I, I want to walk out of here determined to establish right priorities in my life. I mean, you get one life to live. You and I get one life to live. We we get one time, one shot at establishing these right priorities, but not doing something about it is a really bad decision. And and just continuing to overlook it is a bad decision because if all of this is out of line for you or it's all out of whack or you know it's going to happen, I mean, you'll get to a place in your life one day where you'll come to the end of your life, you'll come to the end of college, you know, 10 years of marriage will pass, your kids will go off and you'll wonder, where did all the time go? I wish that I could get that time back. And the sad reality is that you won't be able to. Because we get one time. 
We have limited time. We've got time to make the most of it, and, and we need to be able to do that. And so maybe the question, again, that you need to ask yourself this morning is, who or what are the most important priorities in my life or need to be the most important priorities in my life? And what would it look like if I made a decision today to establish right priorities? What would it look like to get to the end of my life one day and go, I am so thankful that I took the time to establish right priorities, to really get this, to get this right for my life and for my family? The great thing is this, that if you're not a Christian, this still works for you. Uh, If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you know, this is wise counsel, and you know that, hey, right priorities is a good thing, and and you can put this into practice, you know, even right now as you sit here in this room thinking about, okay, what needs to come first? What do I need to make sure that I'm giving the best, the most of my time to? But if you're a Christian, and if you believe in God, and if you're doing everything that you can to be a follower of Jesus Christ, then there's another component to this discussion that's huge. Because the Bible teaches that you and I as followers of Jesus, well, that God is one of our rocks and that really he needs to go into the jar first. That you and I as followers of Jesus, we need to make certain that God goes into the jar, that he is the first and absolute priority in our life. And the promise of the Bible is this, that if God goes in first, if God, you know, the rock of your life, if he goes in first, if he is your first priority, then it impacts everything else. That in some way that, that God, when he's first in your life, acts as this organizing principle of sorts that makes sure that everything fits into its appropriate place that we can use our time for the very best. Now, maybe you think it's a stretch to call God a rock, but if you go to Scripture, you'll find that. If you go to the Old Testament, you'll find a couple of situations where even Moses and even David refer to God as a rock. Look, look at this verse right out of the book of Psalms. In Psalm chapter 18, verse 31, it says, For who is God besides the Lord, and who is the rock except our God? And so this idea of God as rock, you know, it's interesting. But another interesting word that I want to look at this morning as it pertains to our discussion is the word seek, S-E-E-K, the word seek. Now, you won't find the word priority or you won't find the word priorities in the Bible, but a comparable word is the word seek. You know, it means to seek something. You know, and in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, believers were encouraged to seek earnestly. They were encouraged to seek God earnestly. They were encouraged to seek God first. This was the Bible's way of saying, make sure that you put God first. In everything that you do, make sure that He comes first in your life. You know, let God be the standard by which you organize all of the other priorities around your life. And so the word seek is an important word as you and I think about setting right priorities in our life right here at the start of this new year, 2011 or 2011, whichever you prefer. So uh, let's look at a couple of verses that illustrate this. Psalm chapter 63, verse 1. David says, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. You know, meaning, God, I am making an effort, an intentional effort with my life that you come first in everything that I do. In Psalm 119, verse 10, it says, I seek you with all of my heart. With everything that I am, I seek you with all of my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Now, again, David is saying a couple of important things here. He's saying, God, I am seeking you with all of my heart. I am, I am working hard. I am being intentional about giving you the very best of my time. And in that, I, I am, as I am seeking you, I know and I realize that I am making decisions about my life, what's important to me and what's not really that important to me. And, and the thing is this, that we all seek something. 
Whether you realize it or not, we all seek something. Whether you're you're intentional or unintentional about it, you are seeking something with your life. There is something in your life that's a priority or or not, whether whether you realize it or not, whether you're being intentional or unintentional about it. But David is making an effort. He, He is making an effort to be intentional in this. He is saying that it begins with you, God. You know, when it comes to my time, when it comes to my life, God, you come first. And everything that I do, God, you come first. Everything else is second to you, but God, you are my first priority. Now, the most popular and well-known example of this uh, example of, of seeking Scripture or seeking God in Scripture is found in the New Testament. And it's a couple of verses that you've probably heard before. Uh, maybe you've heard them here, here. Maybe you heard them growing up. But they're straight out of Jesus' uh, message, the Sermon on the Mount that he was giving in Matthew chapter 6, uh, beginning in verse 31. He was talking about, hey, saying, hey, don't worry. Quit worrying about stuff. And we all worry, right? So this is a good verse for us all to read, you know, about worry. He says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? You know, and eating, that's a big rock, right? I mean, that's important. We all have to eat. We've all got to provide for our families. He says, don't worry about what you should eat. Don't worry about what you should drink. I mean, yes, that's important too. I mean, we've all got to stay hydrated. I mean, you need water. You need fluids to stay alive. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. And, and, and that's a big rock for some of us. And some of us, it's a way too big rock. We obsess way too much about what we're going to wear and, and, and time shopping and all that. Verse 32 Jesus says, for the pagans run after all these things. Now, a pagan was anyone who lived as if there was no God. And Jesus is saying, hey, the pagans run after all these things. The pagans make these things their first and absolute priority in their life. I mean, this running after, it's another way of seeking, of saying seeking. People far from God spend all of their time running after seeking these things. And then look at the last half of the verse in 32, and it says, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Jesus is saying these things that you worry about, e- even the simple things that sustain us, your heavenly Father knows that you need every bit of them. He already knows. And, and, and that brings us to an interesting place, you know, especially if you're a Christian, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, that you kind of have to stop here as you read a verse like this and ask yourself this question. Do you believe that God knows exactly what you need? I mean, are you at a place in your life right now, even with all of the circumstances, all the commotion, all the things, all the rocks that are fighting for your time and for your attention, do you believe that God knows exactly what you need? I mean, can can you trust that verse? You know, as a follower of Jesus, can you say with an honest heart that you trust that the God of heaven knows exactly what you need? Because if you believe this, if you were to believe that that's true, that God knows what you need, then why wouldn't you work extra hard to be certain that God was the first and absolute priority in your life, that he was the rock that goes into the jar first? Because see, this is where I think we get all sideways, and this is where I get all sideways from time to time, because life just happens, and we think we know all of what we need, and we're kind of the experts, and here's what I need, here's how I'm going to get it, here's what I'm going to do to make sure that this comes through for me. And so we work extra hard in that. And then we panic and we stress out and we start worrying and we make dumb choices and and bad habits evolve. And and you can spend your time this way, and and many of us do from time to time, or you can come to this realization or even the reminder this morning that our loving and gracious God knows exactly what you need, what I need. And because He is a God of love, He is willing to intervene in your life and do things that only God can do. 
And that's the promise for you and me. What, you know, what happens when we put God first? Well, it's the last verse in this little discourse here where Jesus is sharing in Matthew chapter 6 um, what happens when we make sure that God goes in the jar first. Verse 33, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Make sure that in everything that you do, that you seek God first, seek His kingdom and His righteousness first, that He goes in the jar first, all right? And all these things that Jesus was just talking about in the previous two verses, all these things will be given to you as well. That God knows exactly what you need, and when you trust Him first, He will give all these to you. Now, the word seek here is in the present imperative. It's a command to fulfill a continuing obligation, you know, to seek the kingdom, to seek God first, to submit to God's sovereignty, to submit to God's will for your life, to His plan and to His purposes, and to seek His righteousness means to seek Him in such a way that we live as God requires. And it, it means to turn to God first for help. It means to fill our thoughts with His desires, with his thoughts, uh, to take on his character in our life, to take on his pattern in the way that we live, and to serve and obey him in everything that we do. And so when it comes to your day, when it comes to your week, when it comes to your year or your life, seek God first. Uh, That's what Jesus is saying to us as followers of Jesus, to make every effort to put God at the center of your life, that He goes in the jar first, to make Him your priority. You know, the Bible says to seek God first, to try and obey Him to the best of our ability. It's it's putting God first in all the things that we do, that we prioritize everything around God, but God goes in the jar first. He is the first thing that happens. And when when that happens, He becomes the organizing principle uh, with everything else that we decide to do in our lives. What's truly a priority? Now, how do you get started in this? Because maybe you're here and you think, okay, how do I get started in this? What do I need to do from here? You know, it's a great time to ask a question like this. You know, it's January 2nd. We're only two days into the new year. Maybe you've been thinking about goals. Maybe you don't think about goals. If you don't think about goals, make this your only thing to think about. My priorities, what comes first? I'm gonna make, how am I going to make the most uh, of the time that I've been given? You know, I've given you some questions to be thinking about. Maybe these are questions that you just kind of sort through Uh, today on your way home or this week, you know, who or what are the priorities in my life? Who or what should be the priorities in my life? You know, I'm asking that question uh, as I attempt to practice uh, what I teach of of just asking myself the question over the past couple weeks, what are my priorities? What are those things that must come first that I, Paul Mumal, am responsible for as a father, as a husband, as a pastor? that I need to be paying attention to? Who are the most important people? And at the same time, what are these small things in my life that I give way too much time to that I need to make sure that I'm keeping in check so that I can truly invest in what's most important for me and for my relationship with God? And so here's what I know and what I realize, and you'll be pleased to know this as your pastor, uh, um, that I want God to go in the jar first, all right? I, I want God and realize that God needs to go into the jar first, that He needs to be first and the absolute priority in my life. And most of the time He is, but I go through seasons where that slips. And it becomes way too much about me, or it becomes way too much about someone or uh, something else. But I recognize that God comes first. And here's the thing, I know and I realize when He's not my priority. And I also know and realize when He is my priority and how everything else not, not, not works magically in any way or always works out the way that I would like, but I am able to see how I'm capable of more or able to to do more, to even accomplish because of God's work, because of His strength working in me. 
And so that's why as I enter into the new year, I was thinking about just outlining a couple of things, two simple practices that I believe will help me keep God first. And I thought I'd share those with you today. Uh, These are for me. Um, They're not earth shattering. They're not going to surprise you by any means. And you're going to go, duh. But uh, I tried to keep it as simple as possible of, hey, here are the priorities that I'm establishing in my life to make sure the practices that I'm establishing to make sure that, that God is my priority and I'm demonstrating in that and what I do. And so here they are. Again, they're simple, but I'll share them with you. The first one is this. Um, I'm going to work hard to make sure that I begin my day every day with prayer. And again, I know you're going, well, duh. I mean, yeah, well, do you do that every day? And, and I know that some of you do, but and I make every effort and attempt to do that, but uh, I fail in that. And so that, that means for me that I'm committed to start my day uh, with prayer. And sometimes that'll mean I'm flat on my back in bed. Uh, and sometimes that'll mean I'm flat on my knees uh, beginning my day with prayer. And sometimes it may mean I've got five minutes. And sometimes it may mean I've got 10 minutes or 15 minutes to begin my day with prayer. Uh, back in October, we spent four weeks talking about prayer and just sharing some uh, helpful suggestions uh, about how you could get started in prayer or, or really believe in the power of prayer. And, and we referred to the Lord's Prayer and not as something to be memorized or recited like it's magic if you say it or whatever, but that it can serve as a model for us even in our praying. And I've been trying to incorporate some of that model into my life. You know, as Jesus prayed, as he began, hallowed be your name, you know, that I start my prayers in such a way of acknowledging that God, you are the center of this universe. You created all things and you created even me. But it's not about me. It's all about you. And I can begin my prayer that way. Uh, I can pray as Jesus prayed. I can pray as he prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. That, that God, I am here and everything that is happening in this world and in my life today, it's all about you. And so it's not about what I want to get accomplished. It's about centering. It's about focusing myself on saying to God, God, it's about what you want to accomplish through me. You know, that I can pray as Jesus prayed, give us this day our daily bread, that God, you know exactly what I need for this day. You know the strength that I'm going to need. You know the wisdom that I'm going to need. You know the resources that I'm going to need, the energy that I'm going to need to get through this day. And so you give me what you need to give to me today. And as Jesus prayed, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, that God, there will always be sin, you know, present in my life. But I am so grateful and so thankful for Jesus. Well, would you forgive me of the sin that's present And as I move into this day, would you protect me from the temptation that I know that awaits me and give me the strength to go through this? And and so I can pray this. And I can pray this prayer in three minutes. And I can pray this prayer in 15 or 20 minutes. And again, I can pray throughout the rest of the day too. but, But that I begin my day before I even get out of bed or just as I get out of bed with prayer. With saying, God, you're first. Uh, and I'm starting this day by acknowledging you first. You know, God, you go into the jar first. The second thing is this. The second thing that I'm working on that I want to continue to grow in is a way of establishing that God comes first, that he is my first priority, is that I'm going to read my Bible every day. I want to read my Bible every day, and, and, and I believe that this is the word of God that has been given to us. Uh, it is without error. It is useful for a bunch of different things, and uh, there's some great wisdom in here. Uh, this is a lamp unto my feet. It's a lamp to your feet. Uh, and these are the very words of God. And I can't explain it all, but I just know that when I commit myself to reading the word of God every day as much as possible, that there's just something that happens. That there is something that happens when God starts speaking into your life, when you, when you really seek to make this a discipline. And so uh, just one simple goal, well, it's not simple, that I've set for myself this year is to read through the whole Bible. 
this year, every day, you know, outside of my study and my preparation, I'm just reading on my own and just listening to what God has to say to me. And not so that I can get a gold star by my name in heaven when I get it all done or anything, but that God wants to use this time uh, to speak into my heart and to encourage me. I mean, again, this is God's wisdom for us. And so I want this for my life. I want to know God more this year than I did last year. And I hope that's part of your motivation too. That that I want to demonstrate in some way with my life that God is a greater priority now than He's ever been before. And that just even with these few steps, these couple of steps, I can begin to make that effort in it because you have to be intentional, right? It just doesn't happen. You've got to be intentional. You've got to set out and say, okay, I'm going to do this. And, And again, here's what's crazy about it. I know and I realize how my life works differently when I really stay committed to even these practices, that my days go much better for me, you know, and, and one of the reasons that I'm working hard at putting God first is that when I put Him first, I do a much better job of saying no to the things that aren't as important. And I do a much better job of saying yes to the things that are important, even those things that kind of interrupt your schedule or get in the way, those circumstances that you weren't planning for, that, that I know and realize because God has a purpose in my life because He's working in me. I believe that God will give me the strength to even get through this. Can it happen for you? You bet it can. You bet it can happen for you. And, you know, what would it look like for you, even starting tomorrow, you know, to make this commitment where you say, you know what, I'm going to begin my day every day by acknowledging God. And whether that be for five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, I want to demonstrate with my life in some way that I am making God the first and absolute priority in everything that I do. You know, and maybe you're like, well, I, I can't do that. I got to get a shower first. I got to get a cup of coffee first or whatever. That's fine. I don't think God gets hung up in the order. Sometimes mine starts on a run or sometimes it has to be when I'm driving to work or whatever. But what can you do even starting tomorrow to, to say that, God, you come first? And whether that's to pray, whether that's to read a devotional, whether that's to read your Bible or, or to journal or something, you find something that works for you. Some way of demonstrating that, God, I want you to be the first and absolute priority in my life. Now, I know that some of you are like, there's no way. Paul, you have, I don't know what house you grow, you live in, or I, I don't know what your life, you know, how your life operates, but you have no idea how mine does. You know, I get up at 6 o'clock every day, and, and I don't have an extra 5, 10, or 15 minutes. Well, you will if you get up 15 minutes earlier, because I bet your alarm clock can be set for 5.45 too, you know? And you're like, well, no, I, I need that 15 minutes extra sleep. Really? I mean, do you really want to come to the end of your life one day and go, wow, I'm sure glad I got that extra 15 minutes every day? Or do you want to come to a place in your life where you know and realize, I am so thankful that I made a decision in my life to make God the first and absolute priority in everything that I do. That even just by taking a few minutes in the morning, it better centers me, it better gets me ready for what I know lays ahead and for what God is going to call me to be a part of. I'm not saying it's easy. Because again, you have to make a decision to do this and you'll have to protect that decision. and You'll have to work hard. You'll have to earnestly seek God in that. And, and Satan will do everything that he can to distract you from it. Because here's, here's, the, here's the reality about what Satan does. He's willing to allow God even to be a part of the picture for you. As long as he doesn't come first. And if he can keep God from being the absolute priority in your life, then he can do a whole bunch of other things that we, we don't want him to do. Here's why it has to happen in the morning for me, and I'm supposing the same for you too, is that if it doesn't happen in the morning, there's a good chance it's not going to happen in the rest of the day because life just starts happening and things move quickly. 
And then before you know it, it's the end of the day and you've never acknowledged God. But when God is my priority, I worry less. When God is my priority, I focus on what's truly important. I start looking past those things that aren't. And I trust God and I trust that he knows exactly what I need and that he'll provide for my needs. And so I'm working hard. I'm making an effort to make God the priority in my life. And and I've asked some people to hold me accountable in this. And now you know a couple of things that I'm up to. And and so you can ask me about them from time to time. Uh, What I'm praying about, I'll tell you some of them. I'm not going to tell you all the things. But uh, again, priority determines capacity. You know, what you establish as your priorities determines so much. And it's got to begin with God. As the first, as the absolute priority, because He just sort of acts as this organizing principle for everything else and how they fall into their appropriate place in our life. Next week, uh, we're going to continue in this series talking about, well, what about second and third and fourth and fifth and how do we give equal time or right time to each of those? And so we'll, we'll talk in that and we'll talk about these priorities But maybe take some time this week to make a list, to think about, okay, what are the most important things? Who are the most important people in my life? What am I going to have to do to make sure that God comes first? There's one other interesting thing about this illustration, and I'll close with this. There's a verse in Revelation uh, that says, uh, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Uh, That Jesus acts in such a way that he acts in such a way that it's almost as if he stands at the door of our life and he knocks and he wants to come in and be a part of our life. But notice the verse doesn't say that he stands at the door and threatens to kick it down and to barge right in. See, the thing, God won't force his way into your life. It's an invitation, it's a suggestion, it's a plea of why wouldn't you let me? be first and center in your life. What would your life look like if you made a decision this morning that God was going to come first and be the absolute priority? What would that look like tomorrow, a week from now, a year from now, at the very end of your life to have made that decision this morning? Let's pray. God, we find uh, so much confidence in knowing that you know all things. And we thank you for the great wisdom that comes from your word, uh, for these examples throughout scripture of men and women uh, who earnestly went seeking after you to make you the very uh, priority of their life. And we see that in people around us now. And and I hope, understand, and realize the benefits of this. Um, But God, you know Um, all of the small things, you know, all of the big things that demand our time and our attention and and trying to manage these things and and the the hustle and bustle, the routine of a day and a week can be so challenging. But we also know and realize, and I I hope is so clear this morning, that there is great value in making a decision that you come first. And so that's my prayer today, that we would make that decision, that I would continue making that decision with my life, that you come first, that you are the only priority. And that when we do that, everything sort of falls into its appropriate place. We sing and proclaim that today, God, that you get to be the center. I pray that for our lives today in Jesus' name. Amen.